At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. You're listening to the PRO Media Network. The next level in entertainment. Get ready. It's time for the Sports Coma with Big Cuban Guys. Telling you everything you need to know about the Saints, Pelicans, and a whole lot more. Welcome. 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 You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. And we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family. I'm Big Q, and this is podcast 353 on the coma. That's right, 353. Saints making move in the draft, man. They take this uh, offensive lineman. Out of Texas A&M, they had to move up to do it. That's what we're going to cover on the show today. And, of course, the rest of the draft is happening today. It's going down to Saturday. So, by the end of the day, we'll know exactly where the Saints are headed draft pick-wise. And, of course, we know that they'll be looking at a large pool of undrafted guys because that's what the Saints do, man. They find good value and we get some of the best undrafted guys in the league. So at 3.53, that's what we're going to get into do today. So I'd like to thank y'all all for joining us on the Sports Coma, both new and established listeners of the show. We are a diehard in number one independent Saints podcast in the land dedicated to the absolute who that nation the black and gold nation the black and gold mafia the whole shebanga bang it's going down man 353 saints draft eric mccoy eric mccoy that's right eric mccoy uh, listen man this is kind of suspected this you know we did a show prior and i read from a, a mock draft done by g balance who's a good friend of mine uh who writes for the who that daily.com he covered the mock where he picked the center Legstrom. And of course the rotten Atlanta Falcons end up taking him. Uh, he was a guard actually end up taking him in the first round, but the Saints come back in the second round. Now when the second round started, they had tremendous value in the second round, a lot of value in the second round. And ultimately what the Saints decided to do, was address one of the more serious needs of the offensive line. You know, getting that six offensive lineman, which in the sink system is basically a starter because the guy got to be able to play the tackle, a guard. Maybe he could play a little center. He got to be a utility player. And the Saints needed that dude. Now, the, but the big question is on today's show that we're going to go over is where do he fit on the offensive line? Is he the sixth lineman or not? Of course, 
<clears throat> you're looking at the fact that Andrews Pete, who was dealing with that busted hand in the playoffs, he should be ready to go come, you know, the season, regular season. You got Terran Armstead, who they say is ready to go. But, of course, Armstead always hurt. He's always hurt. He gets hurt. That's what he do. So getting a player like this could really be a solid move. Now, how did it happen? Well, here are the details. The Saints traded with Miami, okay? The Saints traded their late second-round pick, number 16th overall, and a sixth-rounder this year, which was 202, and a 2020 second-rounder for Miami's number 48 pick and the 116 pick, which is the fourth-round pick. Okay, so the Saints, let's go over it again. The Saints traded their late second round pick, which was the 62th overall, the sixth round pick this year, which was the 202 overall, and a second round pick from next year for the fact to move up to 48 from 62. And to and also the Dolphins gave them their fourth round pick, which was 116. Now, that's pretty good. You know, that's pretty decent. They just kind of leveraged the, the future, the second rounder anyway. But they get this guy, McCoy. Now, what's the deal with McCoy? Okay, now, some information, he ran the fastest 40-yard dash of any offensive lineman at this year's scouting combine. And, you know, remember, the last time they had a fast offensive lineman the Saints drafted, that was Teron Armstead back in 2013. He's one of the fastest. He was the fastest during that period of time. And the Saints took him late on in the draft. I think a fourth-round pick, if I'm not mistaken, if memory serves me correctly. But ultimately, what this does is the Saints go again to improve the up-front offensive line. Now, McCoy, who is basically a center, he was, some said, was the second-best center in the draft. Uh, uh, McCoy does have the ability to play guard as well. So this is definitely an interesting move. Whether they play him outside at at a tackle position, that's left to be said. But let's delve right into it anyway, man. Um, six foot four, three hundred and three pounds, from the University of Texas A&M, and he was a junior coming out. But the scouting report uh, on the forty yard dash, four point eight nine, which is damn good for a guy that size. He bench pressed about 29 reps, had a 31-inch vertical jump. His broad jump was 107, had a decent cone time, and a 20-yard shuttle time of 4.62. So a big man with nimble feet. Now, the draft report on him, and I'm going to read some of it, uh, coming from NFL.com, it stipulates that that he was projected as a second-round pick. Some people had him up in the first round. I've seen several mock drafts, drafts where they had uh, this guy climbing into the first round and possibly the top or second best offensive lineman coming off the board. Now, this is what the overview of what they're saying about him. He's typically hunts for the typically hunt for centers with traits to withstand power and athleticism, depending on individual competition. Now, McCoy comes gifted in a thick, strong frame and provide what could hold up to be both power, which he, you know, matched up against Dexter Lawrence and athleticism, big Quinn and Williams. He has some limitations, though. He possesses more than enough body control and agility to, to com- compete on workouts, workups and cut-off blocks with his ability to match against base and sub-packages. Now, McCoy could carry, when they say a day-two value, which he eventually do, and they pr- pretty much saying that he is a future starter, which he's definitely going to be. Saints gave up 
few things to get this guy, and they don't see him as just a reserve. Eventually, he's going to move into a starting capacity because the Saints kind of looking ahead. You're looking at Andrews Pete. Do they really want to keep Andrews Pete because he's a free agent next year? What do you do there? Teron Armstead's constant nagging injury issues. How would he do? And the fact that they did get this new center uh, that they signed, what if he bombs at the center position? Maybe you could put McCoy there. So what it does is it gives the Saints flexibility to be able to move guys around if they need to. If they need to. Remember, they have an excellent offensive line staff, coaching staff, that kind of acclimate these guys pretty quick, let them know what's going on. But this guy is definitely a keeper depending on where you put him. Now, strengths, as far as McCoy is concerned, is good girth in the rear legs with well-built arms, pretty strong. He started all three seasons, so he has a lot of experience at Texas A&M. He has solid performances against uh, defenders from Clemson and Alabama, and those guys were top ten picks. You know, we talking top ten picks. And he stood up against Quentin Williams, and this guy was a mammoth beast against me. He just tore up LSU. You know, I'm an LSU guy. He tore up LSU. Unlocks and snaps hips and block angles to seal gap. Body control to fit and stick. A-gap rushers generate some movement. Loose hips, bump, uh, bump and climb to tough angles. Good. The guy got a lot of good you know, good um, traits here. It's pretty much what it is. Like I said, he was a value that is a lot higher than what you know where he went. Some say he was right there. The Saints had him high on their board, and they went and got him. Now, before I finish the breakdown, let's listen to what Sean Payton had to say about this draft and explains why they went up and got Eric McCoy. Here's Sean Payton. You know, when you initially heard that Max was retired. Yeah. Um, look, you never want to lose a player like Max. Um, and, I mean, he, he was, you know, a great player for us. Um, but, you know, you identify the need area and, and you address it if it's available without you know going out and trying to create players that fit the need you know in this case we felt real good about signing Nick uh, you know he's played uh, at a high level at, at both center and guard um, but uh, so I mean I, I think a, a little bit better than the night after Max was was retiring and, and look we were we were well informed and, and on top of and knew where Max was was kind of leaning and he and I had a number of discussions you know we shared the same agent so there wasn't something that caught us off guard uh, it was really trying to you know, get through the process where you know the season's right you know, over and, uh, and and give you know him the, the necessary time to make you know a decision like that. Anything happened first? No, I, I think yesterday we talked about it. It was fairly unremarkable. You know, the first round went fairly smooth. Was, there were a few selections maybe that were surprising, but um, <coughs> no, I thought it went um, fairly quickly, I guess. And, and uh, you know, maybe there were a few picks, but other than that, I thought it was pretty normal. Sean. Eric said that at his pro day, Dan worked him out and went over film with him. What, what was Dan's reactions? All of them, all of it, very positive. You know, we we got to a, a lot, a lot of workouts, certain positions, and uh, you know, you just kept checking boxes. They, they were, they were, they were good. They were clean. Um, 
Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. That's Coach Sean Payton, y'all, talking about his thoughts on the draft, the, the new draftee. Uh, Mr. Eric McCoy, Texas A&M. Sorry about the low audio, man. That's, uh, that was the uh, interview. But uh, going back into Eric McCoy's weaknesses, they consider lack of uh, length abilities to sustain moving blocks. Base gets too wide as some power sets. Plays with some forward lean into the pass mirror. A little slow with head swivel when scanning and pass protection. Has to stay patient rather than a lunge at the target. Inside arm wraps around second level linebackers. Average athleticism in space. All this stuff is, some of this stuff is correctable. You know, he's not a complete, you know, he's not that far off from being a, you know, he's going to need a little work, in other words. And this is, uh, this is the thing. High pick, 48th overall for the Saints to come in and grab this guy. And he's going to help. He's definitely going to help, man. Because you heard Coach talk about the fact that they did get Nick Eason, right? You get Nick Eason there, and Nick Eason comes in as the center. What if he doesn't work? Maybe McCoy is there. But we know center, they can see McCoy. He could play a little guard as well. That's something that they talk about. He has a lot of experience. Like I said, the guy was a three-year starter at Texas A&M. Last time I checked, Texas A&M is a SEC school, which is that's some of the most supreme talent college-wise in the country. And McCoy lined up against some of the more fierce competition that the Power Rangers from the Clemson, Big Quinn and Williams from Alabama, and did admirably against superior competition. So, you know, what, what do you what, what do you guys think, man? Chime in in the comment section. Tell me what you guys think about this draft pick. Was it the right move for the Saints to draft center guard prospect Eric uh, McCoy from Texas A&M? Do you like the pick? Do you not like the pick? I'm, from my recollection, they had a lot of guys chiming in saying that, hey, man, you know, we actually, you know, we need help at the offensive line. Because I remember you guys saying that. I remember, you know, don't back away now. A lot of y'all did say that. That we need a we need offensive line help and we need another pass rusher and safety. I heard safety and I definitely heard cornerback. So this is an interesting pick. The Saints do get their guy. I wasn't expecting Eric McCoy. I, I thought the Saints probably would get a tackle, you know, a guy that could play tackle or guard, but they went in a different direction. A guy that could play the center or guard. Now, can he play tackle? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't recollect because I've seen this kid play before. I don't recollect him playing at the tackle position, mostly at center and guard. I don't think he'll 
do the tackle thing. Now, now a little backdrop on him is uh, the Aggies coach saw enough to give him a scholarship. However, he worked himself into a three-year start. He was redshirted in 2015 before earning the center spot for all 13 games in 2016. He didn't started all 13 games in 2017 as well as 11 at center and two at guard now he was a captain in 2018 again starting in all 13 games in the middle offensive line called the maroon goons so big eric mccoy has experience at center and guard not so much tackle so interesting could there be a tackle around the bend waiting could the Saints get another offensive lineman? Perhaps they did come back and say, you know what? We needed to do something about, you know, you know, getting some more picks here. Because I'm not going to lie to you, there's a lot of great value still left on the board. A lot of guys fell uh, further than what a lot of people anticipated they would fall. Some of these guys was anticipating going to top 10, top 15. A lot of these guys just fell late first round or completely into the second round. And teams got really gotten some really good value with some of these picks. Where do you go now? Now you got a, a offensive line prospect that can play center and guard. Where we go from here, fam? Do we get another wide receiver? Or you know, I asked that question before. Should we just stay patient with what we have? They're going to address the wide receiver position unless some guy comes to them. But undrafted guys seem to be the same strong suit. Uh, Sean Payton still very much high on Ted Ginn Jr. Trey Quan Smith could blossom in his second year. Kind of struggled a bit that first year. That's to be expected with most rookies. But maybe a blossom in his second year. Defensive line-wise, the Davenport's a starter, but behind him, not too much. Trey Hendrickson, uh, uh, you know, which, what could you do with that? You know, you possibly uh, could use, you could definitely use another pass rush specialist, you know. Perhaps you can do, use another defensive tackle uh, to kind of bridge the gap until Sheldon Rankins get back. You know, you got David on your mind. You got Taylor Stallworth. You know, they added Malcolm Brown. Could we? Excuse me. Could we? Could we possibly look at uh, doing something in terms of the offensive, uh, the safety position? That's another thing we could po- be possibly looking at. Is safety an issue? Could we possibly get safety uh, help? Because we definitely need a safety. We Chris Banjo is not the answer at the third safety spot, man. It's just being honest with you. He's not the answer. I don't think none of those guys are behind Marcus Williams and Von Bell. JT Gray, I'm not selling him short. He was pretty decent on special teams, but I was asking the question last year what JT Gray on the, on the team for. You know, show me something. I mean, you have a certain amount of guys that show up on special teams, but you, you still need somebody to come off that, you know, to play that three safety. Look, if the Saints need, you know, that third, because they play that three safety look a lot. Who do you have to fill that slot? Is it Banjo? I don't think so. So perhaps that's something the Saints do in this upcoming draft as well. Maybe they're looking in the direction of getting that. Now let's go over the, the rest of the 2019 draft picks that they have after accruing another pick in the fourth round. So they got a fourth round pick back after losing one last year with Eli Apple. They've gotten it back in this trade. That's pretty good. So the Saints get an extra pick. And all it cost them was a second round the next year and one of their six round picks this year. You know, so it's in in the seventh second round pick this year as well. So interesting. So the fourth, they they still have a fourth round selection left, a fifth round selection, one sixth and two sevenths. So one, two, three, four, five picks. Maybe the fourth account for something. Maybe the fifth account for something. 
It's hard to say with the Saints because if you judge, if history is any indicator, look what the hell they did with all those really good players from last year. You know what I'm saying? Look what they did with them. They playing for other teams. So do we really need all these drafts, when, these picks is what I'm saying. Maybe they can hold on to them this time. But anyway, that'll do it for the show. I'd like to thank y'all for joining us on Podcast 353. We will definitely be back tonight to cover the rest of the Saints draft picks. So I'm going to ask y'all guys, if you enjoy the show, hit the thumbs up button. Hit the notification button. Send it to your family. Send it to your friends. Say, man, y'all join to subscribe to the Sports Coma, man. They real. They real. They don't, they're not milk toast like a lot of the mother guys. And tell them that we are the number one independent Saints podcast in the land. That's right. So thank y'all for joining us today. But me and the crew here, peace. Saints and Pelicans fan, so the only podcast I can get my fix is the Sports Coma with Big Q. The guy's intense, funny, and they always keep it real. Check out the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. Embrace Pet Insurance is more than just pet insurance. Embrace Pet Insurance promises to provide genuine support and certainty when your pet needed the most. With personalized accident and illness policies, compassionate customer care, 24-7 access to veterinary professionals, flexible wellness plans, timely claims processing, and online customer portals, their values is what makes them embrace. So when selecting a pet insurance company as a partner in your pet's care, you deserve a company that has your pet's best interests at heart. Get top rated and reviewed coverage for your pet today. Up to 90% back on bills at any vet, total protection, pet insurance and wellness and dependable claims payments get the top rated and review coverage for your pet today go to embracepetinsurance.com that's embracepetinsurance.com check the link in the description section below are you a boxing fan check out ring kings boxing only on the pro media network sports fans are gearing up and saving big at fanatics.com the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love, unique one-of-a-kind designs exclusively by Fanatics, and autographed collectibles from today's biggest stars shipped directly to your home. Join Fanatics Rewards for free to earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and for a limited time, get 20% off all orders. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Hit the link below and rep the black and gold today. Who that? Do you need a domain name? How about a host for your website that can work with WordPress? Try Namecheap.com. They make registering, hosting, and managing domain names for yourself or others easy and affordable because of the internet needs people. Namecheap is an ICANN-accredited domain register and technology company founded in 2000. It's one of the fastest-growing American companies, according to the 2018 Inc. 5000. Celebrate nearly two decades of providing unparalleled levels of service, security, and support. Namecheap has been steadfast and 
customer satisfaction with over 10 million domains under management. Namecheap is among the top domain registers and web providers in the world. They offer a full selection of popular and unique domains along with fully featured hosting packages, SSL security certificates, who is guard privacy protections, and more, all at the lowest prices in the industry. So if you need a domain name or hosting or anything else, think Namecheap.com. That's right, Namecheap.com. Check the description section below for link. Follow the sports hub on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. 